at one point I gave up. I just thought this is just gonna be me. I'm just gonna be this overweight person. I'm not gonna live to see my grandbabies or my kids grow up for that matter. My rock bottom was one day my kid was playing with her friends and she was like, mom, come chase me. And I couldn't, and I couldn't, and I hated myself for it. And I was like, why am I so weak? I, I, just, I was like, I gotta do something. Something has to change. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Dieting from the Inside Out. If you are new here, welcome to the show. My name is Jared Hamilton. It's going to be a really cool episode today because I want to show you how to get results so good that after you finish your goals years later, you're still good. Um, here's what I mean by that. In today's episode, we interviewed um, an amazing lady named Stephanie. So this is a three-way podcast. You have myself, Stephanie, and Coach Grant because what happens is I wanted to really show, show you what can happen post-coaching um, when you do everything the right way and implement all the things that I teach you. Because here's what, here's what we did. So we got uh, Stephanie, her name's Stephanie Armstrong. She's an amazing human. And what we did was I wanted to get her on here and interview her and give you some specific takeaways that you can apply to your situation. So you will never struggle losing weight ever again, because here's what happened with Stephanie. Here's a little, the, the consolidated version. Then I'll let her take over from here. So with Stephanie, Stephanie had the normal, the normal struggle, what I call the struggle story, like the yo-yoing, the, the old mentality the food relationship issues, the, the, the hauntingness around the scale, the whole nine yards of struggle and had been struggling for years. All right. Well, Stephanie decided to invest in herself and join our coaching program and things went great. She crushed it. She graduated. She did super well. Well, it's been about three, it's been two or three years since Stephanie has coached, has ended her coaching with us since she graduated. And I wanted to get her on here and show you what life after coaching looks like to show you how much she's still crushing and still applying the things that she learned inside coaching that has opened up the levels of freedom and happiness in her life. And so she never turned around. This is why the program's called 180 Impact, because we will 180 every single one of these struggles and you will never struggle ever again. That's what this is about. So that's why I wanted to get Stephanie on here. So you can see a real life case study of number one, just to be honest with you, how great our program is at helping people just like you. But then also I want you to, because I know you'll resonate with her story. I know that you'll go, oh shit, that sounds like me. Okay. That sounds like me. Oh wow. I didn't know. I was, I thought I was the only one that felt like that. You're going to have that happen because Stephanie has such a powerful story, but then there's going to be so many takeaways from her coach Grant and myself on what you can do right now and to apply into your situation. So you can have a story just like Stephanie's. I know you're going to get a lot of value out of this. Be sure to stick around for the whole thing. Now, before we get into that though, big thank you from the sponsors of the show. Sponsor number one is flex pro meals. Um, I always have to give a huge thank you to flex flex pro if I could talk. Um, for supporting myself in the show. Guys, I've been using their stuff for so long now and it's been so helpful. And if you have a situation like mine where <laughs> your, your schedule is all over the place, you don't always have time or make time to cook, but you really like good tasting food that's, that, that, that meets you in your numbers where you need to be at for your goals, Flex Pro is where it's at because it works so well just having these, these meals that are made by a chef that taste amazing, that are high protein, that are dialed into your calories. 
in your fridge on deck ready to go whenever you need them. And you don't have to like eat only Flex Pros. Like a, myself and a lot of the people that I know that, that use them, friends and clients and things like that, have them just on deck for those times where to, to, where you would normally go to a drive-thru or normally dip into the gas station or, or normally not eat. Well, the problem is that's gonna end up costing you a lot more money, a lot more calories and a lot more headache. So Flex Pros are a really good fix for this. Um, definitely check out their menu. You'll be shocked at what they have on there because most meal prep companies, it's like chicken, rice and broccoli and it tastes like ass. Flex Pro, you will not believe how bougie some of these meals are. I still don't understand how they keep the numbers dialed in with how great they taste. So if you go to flexpromeals.com or hit the link below, um, all, all that's right there. Just use my code Hamilton Trained, and it will save you 20% at checkout. Then we have the second sponsor of the show, which is First Form. You guys know that supplements, like I'm not the big supplement pusher. Um, supplements have their time in their place. They are not the end-all be-all. But if you are using them because they do have a time in their place, and most people in the fitness and weight loss and transformation space – can utilize them. I want to make sure your money is going to the right place, getting you the quality that you need. The supplement industry is extremely unregulated and so many companies are making their shit in their basements and the labels are inaccurate and the ingredients are questionable and where they're deriving the ingredients from are not necessarily the greatest. So I want to make sure that you are able to get the right stuff from the right people. That's going to help you get the best result, which is why I work with first form and it is the best thing ever. So if you go to the link below, you can use my code and that will show you everything on their stuff. Um, I think there's some options for some free priority shipping, which is pretty dope. Um, and then I also have linked below. If you're not quite sure where to get started with supplements, um, I, I have a link in there, uh, basically a YouTube video I created showing you kind of where to get started and where to get going with those. And I'll leave that there. But otherwise, I really appreciate you tuning in today. If you are not subscribed to the show, be sure and subscribe on all the platforms. Um, on YouTube, we're doing the video of this. So if you want to, if you're listening to the audio and you want to see the actual live or not live, the actual interview itself. I have this on YouTube as well. Um, but otherwise I will shut up now and get to the actual interview and I will talk to you in just a second. Yeah. So baton death march, everybody <laughs> baton death march is what we're training for. Apparently that's what is that? What is a baton death march? So, um, it's a memorial march, um, that military veterans, um, people who support veterans all go to, and it's in, uh, Las Cruces. Is that right? I, I can't remember. It's, I think it's Las Cruces and it's like at the military installation and it's like 26.2 miles. Dear God. Um, you could run it. Um, you can walk it with weight. You could do uh, no weight as a civilian or you could do the half, which is 14.2. So, and it's like this sand. Good night. <laughs> That's and is that crazy. what you're going to be doing with that as well? Like the 30 pounds while you're. No, no, I'm only going to be doing uh, 20 pounds. So only 20, okay. but only, 20. only 20 but pounds, probably, <laughs> only 20. It's probably going to equate to 30 pounds because I'm going to be carrying my snacks, my water. Right. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Well, it'll be fun. So it's basically a marathon on steroids with more toys. It sounds like. <laughs> but it's with a bunch of my military buddies. So <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that'll be a good time. That'll be super cool. When is that? It's in March. March. Got it. Cool. Awesome. Well, hell yeah. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for doing this. I apologize. The, the back and forth with getting the schedule. My schedule has been bonkers lately. And then like, I know last week I text Grant because I said, hey, um, reschedule the podcast with Stephanie because I'm either going to be on a plane or putting my dog down. <gasps> either way, I will not be good to do the show. So, oh <laughs> um, so uh, thankfully it was the first, it was on a plane. Uh, 
they, my uh, my white pit bull, she pulled through. Apparently, her her uh, liver decided to clock out and quit working. Um, I've never seen a, a white dog go jaundice before, but but you know, there's a first time for everything. So she's good now. She's all all spunky and chunky and all the goods. But um, so <laughs> I appreciate your patience with me trying to get my side of the world in check. So <laughs> no worries, no worries. Your dogs are your babies, so I totally get that. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, I still have some friends who aren't dog people and they're like, bro, just end it. And I'm like, you don't understand. That's crazy. That's <laughs> so, crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't hang out with too many people like that anymore. If, if they think I'm crazy for having dogs and I think they're crazy for having children, it's, it's fine. It's mutual. So I have both. So I think they're both crazy. There you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Stephanie, the reason I wanted to get you on and, and, and just talk and jam on this stuff is because, uh, you have been like the picture perfect case of what I would call life after coaching. Um, because what happens is, is, is a lot of people don't realize like the whole point of coaching is truly to graduate is to truly not need a coach forever. It's like one of my biggest pet peeves in the world is I'll see other coaches and they'll have, um, their, their clients for like, like five or six years. And which like, again, there is, if goals are changing or if someone just wants the extra accountability, that's one thing, but for clients to still be like lost in the dark and still struggling, not knowing what's going on and still overwhelmed after years and years and years of this thing, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, but you've been a picture perfect analogy with this of, how this is supposed to go, like came in, did the thing and then been crushing like from then on out. And it's been a while, right? Like how I can't remember, like how long has it been since, since you guys have worked together? I think it's almost two years. I think. Oh, wow. That seems like that's just been like a minute ago. That's crazy. Yeah. It's absurd. Like I, I have no sense of time in general, but then when someone's like, yeah, three years ago, COVID started <laughs> or four years ago. And I'm like, that's absurd. So, um, so that's why I wanted you to come on. I think it would be a really good lesson for everyone that that's listening to understand the value of going about this the right way, whether coaching or not, but the value of how the goal is not to be always losing fat hundred percent of the time and to go about doing this the right way, the sustainable way, because then your life opens up on the other side. So that's why I really wanted you to come on. Um, so give a little bit of an idea, like talk a little bit about like the you before like before coaching back in the struggle back in the trenches like what it remind everyone like what that looked like oh my goodness I was I was like just trying to figure out how to lose weight the quickest um and I was doing all I remember our call I I was doing all these like fad diets I, I was starving myself um and then I would I would I would totally blow it and then gain, gain a bunch of weight extra, even more. Um, I never had a problem working out. I think that's because of that stems back from my military background. Um, but it physically hurt to do those things, you know? Um, so I just, I was on Fentramine. I was on shots. I was on, um, uh, keto. I was on like, Weight Watchers, like all these crazy things. And I mean, Weight Watchers is not bad. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't like totally completely diss it because I think there's some people that are success successful on it, but it wasn't successful for sure. me. Because I can't maintain if I can't eat what I like, right? Um, and then um, 
what was that the question? <laughs> Sorry. No, no, like, no, no, you're good. Just like, like how bad things were. Cause I think a lot of people have a tendency to look at people who are really successful with their journeys and they just go, but I could never be like that. When in reality, most people are all in the same boat, like with how bad your situation was and what your stuff was looking like prior to all of this. Yeah, absolutely. I hated myself at, at one point. At one point I gave up. Like I just, I'm, I just thought this is just going to be me. I'm just going to be this overweight person. I'm not going to live to see my grandbabies or my kids grow up for that matter. You know, I couldn't even go on simple, like play at the park with my kid, you know, without getting winded. I, her school, elementary school is literally like maybe a block away and it's a little uphill and I couldn't even walk her to school without getting winded. That, that to me was like, something has to change. And, um, so that's when I started, I was on TikTok and I saw your hey. stuff <laughs> and like the stuff you were saying, I'm like, yeah, like, why can't I do that? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Why does it seem so impossible? And just before I saw your TikToks, my doctor was talking to me about maybe getting a gastric bypass. And I was really scared about that. Cause my, I have a family member who did that. And like, now she has all these health issues after the fact, like she's got a vitamin deficiency. She's got, um, glucose issues, you know? Um, and she has no, like, she's completely like weak physically, like, um, like pretty frail. Uh, and, and so I didn't, I was kind of scared about that. And I was like, there's gotta be a better way. There's gotta be a better way, not easier, but better way. Sure. No, absolutely. I love that. I think a lot of people, uh, this is a commonality that I'm seeing, like, cause we like to enter cause in general, like between conversations with clients and, and really like to interview really successful clients like this on the show. But the biggest commonality that, that I like to ask and, or a question I like to ask that brings about this really big commonality is like, what was the catalyst that made all this change? And everyone brings up that exact same thing, either not living to see my grandbabies, um, taking my struggles to the grave. And all of these like really, really dark, dark, the dark side of it, like, oh shit, this is what's going to happen if I don't get my shit together. Um, for you, is that what really caused you to, to quite literally get your shit together was just like your rock bottom or what was it? My rock bottom was, um, was one day my kid was playing with her friends and she was like, mom, come chase me. And I couldn't, and I couldn't, and I hated myself for it. And I was like, why am I so weak? Like, I know I can do this. I, I did it in the military, you know? And then like so much had changed after I had her. So like, I, I just, I was like, I got to do something. I got to do something. And so that was just like the breaking point for me. Cause I was like literally devastated. I couldn't even play with my kid without like feeling like I was like pathetic. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, absolutely. No. And I think, I think a lot of people, to be honest, ignore that. Like, I think a lot of people have the the sign in front of them that's like yo you have to change this but ignorance is bliss so we're like no it's not that bad or oh no i uh, i it's fine i'm going to try this one more time so to come full circle where are things at now that it's been not only like through coaching and then that ended and then now you've been on the other side for quite a bit now so like where are things at now so um now other than this crazy ass fucking ruck <laughs> march you're about to do in march <laughs> <laughs> when I, when I was talking to Grant and even when I was talking to you, I was doing some of those, those challenges, they were just in smaller increments. So I've been working up to this point, but after, after coaching, um, learning so much about not just what the sweet number was, right? Like where I was supposed to be on a deficit. It wasn't just about that. It was like 
getting digging deeper. Like I knew I figured out I had these triggers and unfortunately it was with my mom. Like she was a really big part of why I hated myself and why I struggled and why I self-sabotaged because I'd feel good about myself. And then she'd have a conversation with me and say something along the lines, something stupid along the lines of your husband's going to leave you because you don't look like these Barbie doll people, you know? And it really fucked with me. I'm I mean, messed with me. Like you can absolutely cuss. You know, you know me better than that. You can say all the cuss words. It's I encourage it. As long as my church friends don't watch this. Um it's fine. No, they don't care. I'm fully convinced Jesus cussed. Fully convinced. Anyway. Um, but it really, it really messed with me. And and then I would end up like self-sabotaging. And then I hated myself. And my husband was like constantly trying to pick me pick me up and be my like cheerleader. And I just didn't want to hear it. And so I started to figure out all these things. I started to sit with it, journal it, put up boundaries, which was really, really hard. But I set those hard boundaries. I was like, you cannot talk to me about this stuff. It is not your right. It messes with me. And if you want to have a relationship with me, we just can't talk about these things. And, you know, she was mad for a minute, but, you know. Um, but yeah, so I had those boundaries and and I slowly started to figure out, like, it started to get easier because eventually like the tracking, the food, like it became like automatic. Like I know what the portions look like now. I know that I know that I have to like have a heavier, cause I lift a lot. I, I have a heavier protein that I normally do than my carbs and then my veggies. I got to make sure I get my veggies in. Otherwise there's going right. to be other issues along the way later on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just a healthy balance is what this, this program really taught me. And I think, um, I think I kind of sort of knew some of that, but it, it didn't really connect if that makes sense. No, absolutely. And so, yeah, that just, it, it, and then the workout part, like I said, that's always been like my passion. I just want to be strong and nothing gets me going when my husband comes to me to the gym and, and I'm like, is that all you can do? Is that all you can do? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, bitch boy. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. I actually, it's a whole nother side tangent. I think it is so underrated. Um, women in general getting strong and I, we get all excited from the coaching standpoint when we see someone that just wants to get stronger than piss and it's the coolest thing ever. And then ironically, we we see it so many, in so many cases when we like let go of weight loss and we're just like, I just want to feel good. I want to get really, really strong. Weight loss just has a tendency to just happen when you just want to get strong as fuck. You know what I mean? But, um, So for you, I'm curious, and I always like to ask this because everyone's answer is different when it came to this, because I kind of view it like this. So like when you met your husband, you didn't love him when you now present day, you love your husband, but it's hard to say at that moment in time, I, time I fell in love with my husband. That's where it shifted. Usually when it comes to the, it's the same thing here with mastery over weight loss, results, emotions, triggers, boundaries, the whole nine yards. So for you, was there like a defining moment where you're like, that's where it started to shift or was it like, no, I just, all I know is I started struggling. And then one day I just, I hadn't struggled in a really long time. Where did that shift for you? I'm just curious. I think the shift started when, um, when, when I, cause I told, I told Grant, I was like, I just want to be strong. Right. And I remember there was this phone conversation I had with him and he was like, he was like, what would be, what would it look like if you, the scale never moved, but you were, you were really strong. Like, what would that look like? Would, would you be happy with that? Cause I know people that are like strong, but not small. 
And, and I think that was like the turning point for me because I was like, wait a minute, I am strong. Like, why does the scale number matter to me? Like, well, my blood work says I'm healthy, healthy as hell. Right. So why does it matter? And, and I remember just driving home that day and I was thinking like, yeah, I think I got this. Right. And then, yeah, yeah, and, and, and then, and then I think, uh, I think a month later then I had to like, like graduate cause you know, things are different. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, COVID and money and stuff. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I, and and then, but I but I left feeling that conversation when I was like, all right, I think I got this. I left that conversation going, okay, I think I can do this. And then from that moment on, I just continued with what I had learned and what 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 had what you had taught. And it is true, like all the things that you say. Like I know people don't think it's not. <laughs> people are like, oh, it's just blowing smoke, right? No, it's like right. facts. <laughs> it's facts. Like it does work. Yeah. Like. You just have to just be patient. I think that was the strongest word that just resonated with me all the time. Be patient, be patient, be patient. You didn't gain it overnight, right? And you're not going to lose it overnight. And I think that's that common misconception because of what society tells us, right? Like you see the celebrities like, oh my God, they're so skinny. But you didn't see the struggle that they went through because they didn't post that, right? Because that's ugly. Yeah. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Totally. Well, and the, and the thing that I love about all this too, is because like, it's hard for a lot of people to understand, like most people think that they've got to make all of their, or I'm sorry, meet all of their accomplishments, you know, during the time where you coach. But I mean, that's really not what it is, right? It's, it's ultimately like coaching in a nutshell is setting you up for the long run so that, you know, again, three years, two years, however long it's been afterwards, you're still on the right trajectory. So I, I love all that. That makes me happy. Dude, I still do your workouts. Like the, the last, the last, yeah. <laughs> because I still, I'm not able to do one pull up without assist. So that's still the goal. You'll like get to I, it. I, and I have, I, I think I got set back cause I had gotten injured. Um, I had to get adjusted by the chiropractor and I had to rest for a little while, but I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I love that. I love that. That's honestly one of my favorite things is seeing you post your uh, workout videos. I love those. It's so much fun. I love posting them too, because especially like when my husband's there, because I'm just so much more stronger than him. <laughs> That's right. Come on, bitch boy. What you doing? When he has stanky leg for like the next three days, I'm like, I'm not even yeah, sore. Let's go. Like, what are you talking about? There was one video in particular where like you are, and I think I reached out to you to comment on that where it's like you're in the front yeah. smiling yes, and your husband's the, in the back. The like, yeah, you remember that? Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I love that. Grant, I'm curious. So from your perspective, from the coaching perspective, I'd want to ask the same thing. Like from your perspective, where did you see it start to shift for her going from like hardcore struggle bus then to thriving, but there's a lot of levels in between that. But I think a lot of us coaches will see like, okay, it's happening. They're starting to realize the scale does not define them. They're starting to realize that they don't have to be scared of food or they're starting to, to hold boundaries with themselves and with others, whatever. Was there any specific defining moments that you, that you remembered where that transition started to happen for her? Um, yeah, I think a couple of things. I think the first one is once we let go of the idea that this doesn't have to be like a set in stone amount of time. Like, you know, for example, you don't have to be, you know, to your end goal in like 21 days, you don't have to be to your end goal in 60 days. I think that that was a very kind of, you know, pivotal point where, you know, again, we tell ourselves like, yeah, sure. You know, it might take a year, but once we actually like understand that and we start to live that where it's not like we're, you know, overly, you know, scrutinizing every single thing, but we're really, you know, keeping the big picture in mind. I think that that was a very pivotal moment. 
And then I think another thing too, is at least from my perspective, and maybe you can talk on that a little bit more too, is whenever, and this is a very common thing that I say with people where like oftentimes, and you already had the workout side down, right? Where, you know, most people view working out as a means to lose weight, but you know, as you know, it's much more than that, right? It's so that you're strong. It's so that your back doesn't hurt. It's, you know, all of these beautiful, beautiful things. And I think for a lot of people, you know, um, it's being able to make that, you know, mental switch where it's, you know, not that we're working out to lose weight, but we're working out to accomplish all these beautiful things. And I think another big moment for you was whenever you kind of had that same flip in terms of, uh, how you perceived food, right? It's, you know, allowing yourself to have the things it's, you know, mending food relationships, but it's also that understanding that food is there to fuel the body and not there to lose weight. And I think that that was at least another big, um, you know, kind of perspective shift that I saw on you. And I think that, you know, those two kind of things combined, right. The time frame um, doesn't really matter. And then those, yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree with the shift with the food. Yeah, definitely. It was, it, it was, a, it was a pretty pivotal moment where I was like, wait, I could eat. And, and then I have all this energy, like, like, so food was fuel. Right. And, and that was like, that was like the light bulb. Yep. Where, where, so where did that happen? Like going from being scared of food to, oh shit. Like what made that, sh- that, that switch get flipped? You know, I, I don't know. I think it just happened. It just happened. Like, like one day I was, I was just not worried about like, Ooh, I got to make sure that I count this. I got to make sure that I, that I track this. I got to make sure it just automatically just started happening. And I was like, and then one day I was like, Ooh, I forgot to track like last week. And then I was like, Oh, but I'm still doing good. So it was just like a natural thing. Cause I had just, I always said in in the beginning, I'm a creature of habit. So like, I still have like the same kind of breakfast. (laughs) It was yeah. not broke. Yeah. I get fancy with lunches and I still meal prep now. I mean, I still meal prep, but that's because I'm a hairstylist. If I don't make food, I'm going to eat all day, all day, every chance I get in between clients. And it's not the healthiest choice. And then I end up eating even more after I'm done at the end of the day, because I'm starving if I don't do that. So I just meal prep my lunches every day. That's huge. I'm curious with the timeline, the timeline side of things, did you struggle with that a lot? Like, uh, I don't remember. I, I personally don't remember this as much. Did you, did you struggle with the the timeline side of, of of the journey? What do you mean by that? Like 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 where you like I feel like I have to get to this date by this time. And oh yes. my gosh, yes. Um, what 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 broke that? Like what made you go? Oh, I guess I don't have to be a psychopath anymore. <laughs> like, where where did where did that shift happen? Well, I think one, I was going to hurt myself if I continued to try to think that way because you know like got to work out, got to work out, got to get it done. Right. Um, and the other part was there was a, there was a, a thing that you, that you did like a, a training that you did about how, like you explained, like how you had, you don't gain it overnight. You're not going to lose it overnight. And it's a process. And I just saw the scale moving, but then it wasn't moving fast enough for me. And I was stressing out about it. But then I started noticing that my clothes are fitting different. And I was like, wait, mm. one's not the same. Like <laughs> you can I be this way that. and your clothes will fit smaller. And then my husband mm-hmm. was like, you're looking really nice. Someone at the gym stopped me. You're looking really nice. I was like, wait, okay, maybe, maybe this is working. Right. So then I just wasn't, I just didn't like, look at that anymore. Like I still weigh myself occasionally, but that's so that I can see like, uh, my skill has like, a bone density, water, muscle mass, like the whole like little smart scale. And so I like to see that number on the muscle part go up. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> <Let's go. laughs> 
So yeah, that's, I mean, and also just to kind of like, just have a gauge, like, you know, like, especially like after the holidays, like, okay, I know, I know I went crazy, but like, let's get back to it. Right. Like I didn't like beat myself up about it. I had a really good time, ate a crap ton of food, but it was, it was worth it. Like I didn't eat so much that I was sick, but it was like, Ooh, prime rib, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, shit. I want to go to your, your holidays. <laughs> I didn't even cook it. I like, didn't even cook it. A friend of mine invited us. So I was like, even better. This should be our new tradition. <laughs> All right. Fuck Turkey. Give me the prime rim. Dear God. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's amazing. And I think that's a piece that a lot of people miss when they feel like they're trapped by the scale. They're not looking at everything in context, right? Like, it, I mean, for you, it was, it was, it sounds very logical and it sounded like it was almost forced upon you where it's like, oh my gosh, the scale's not moving, but the husband won't leave me alone. So-and-so at the gym won't quit talking about how good I look and these clothes are fitting. Maybe there's more to this than the fucking scale. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's huge. It was like light bulb. Well, and, and do you remember too the, uh, I'm trying to think it's been so long. I don't remember exactly, but do you remember kind of, um, the first time that I pointed out some of the changes in your progress photos? I think that you weren't very like you, you were kind of like, I mean, I kind of get it, but it's like not really there. And then we went from progress photo one to progress photo five. And you're like, Oh, I get it. Yes. Yes. I remember that you were like, I'm seeing changes. And I was like, where? And you're like, fuck you. No, there's where? no change. Where? I'm like looking with a magnifying glass. Where? <laughs> <laughs> and then he took That's the two pictures. I was like, Oh, that's me. Yep. That's, me. <laughs> That's awesome. So. Well, and I think it goes back to really show like, like as corny as it sounds, we get what we look for, right? When you were in, like when you were in the mindset of no, there's not progress. No, this is hard. No, this sucks. No, I'm not going to make it work. Your brain just goes bet. I'll show you only the, sh the negative shit and I'm going to hide everything. And then as soon as you opened your mind up when, when, when it's like, no fucking look at this, it's like forcing you to look at it. Um, and then your brain goes, Oh shit. It's like this whole world opens up. It's like, uh, we always talk about your RAS and fat loss, the reticular activating system in your brain, because it's our filter on life. It's why we get what we look for, like on every level, whatever it may be. Um, cause our brain is just such a supercomputer that only shows us what we are actively trying to find. Like we could have the exact same, um, like equal parts, good and bad in front of us. And depending on what your focus is at, that's all you're going to see. It's, it's crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I even did something like, uh, I think it, I'm not sure if it was Grant or you, but I did, someone said to like, call the, call out the progress. And so like, and it was like every little thing, like, even if it was like, I, I journaled today, I meditated, you know, every little thing. So I actually have it on my fucking mirror in the gym. Where it's like big letters call out the progress. <laughs> cause, cause I just, I was yeah, so but... bad about that in the beginning. Like it just, yeah, I think uh, this gets get, takes it really deep too. I think uh, the reason why Grant and, I, Grant and I talk about this sometimes, like why people are so reluctant to do that. And I think it's two-sided. I think it's because there's such a track record of failure. Most people are just conditioned that they're going to keep failing. But then I think there's this deep sense of I'm not worthy and good enough to make the progress because that's going to make me happy and feel better. And I think we, a lot of people struggle with that where there's this like sense of unworthiness deep inside somewhere. So it's like, we see the progress, but we don't want to see it because that would prove the worthiness thing wrong. Yeah. I would agree with that hundred percent. Like when, whenever I was struggling to see the progress, like I would, I would definitely like beat myself up a lot. And even though 
Grant would tell me that there was progress and I wasn't believing him, I, I would like, that was when I was still in the beginning of, of this whole situation, this whole program, I would like sabotage myself. The scale was, the scale was down and I would, and I would, I would eat extra. And I was like, what, what am I doing? What am I doing? So like, cause I, I think you're right. I think internally, I really thought I didn't deserve it. I'm not, I'm not worthy of, of being successful or being healthy. Right. Because that's what I was told for so long. Um, you know, all the doctors even saying like, before they figured out that I had a thyroid issue issue, they were like, I don't know, you're just a really ha- healthy fat person. Right. And I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> I had a doctor tell me I was working out six days a week before I had, before I even did anything, um, with you guys. And I was like doing the, the thing where I was starving myself and working out and the lady, um, the nurse technician or whatever lady that checked me in that weighed me. And she goes, you know, you're really obese. Right. And I was like, I guess. And she was like, you really should do something about it. And I'm like, I'm working out. Like I'm doing everything I need to do. Yeah. And then eventually like they figured out it was a thyroid thing too, on top of it. So right. once they got the medication, right, then that kind of helped everything else. Um, and that's been a, a, a struggle ongoing even through my coaching with Grant, where it's just sometimes it's like, I don't have control over it. And I did have like a really scary hiccup recently because of the weight loss. Um, I was taking too much and my body freaked out. And so I went, to, I called the doctor and I was like, something has to change. Like I'm not feeling right. And so we found out that I was having too much of the thyroid hormone in my body. So, because I lost weight. Wow. And so some, something else to kind of go off that, because I remember a lot of our conversations back and forth then where like, for example, you would get an adjustment on your medication and you know, that would always, um, you know, inevitably lead to the scale doing some really crazy shit for a while. And I know that, um, one of the things that you eventually got to a really good place with is understanding like this is going to happen, but you'll come out on the other side. What was it that kind of got you? Because I feel like that's where a lot of people also kind of struggle is understanding that they can get a little bit of a, you know, rocky bit in the road, but eventually it's going to smooth out. What was that kind of like mindset shift and how did you kind of go from, you know, where you were at the start of that? to, you know, eventually it was just like, Hey, yeah, we're adjusting my medicine. So, and I mean, literally, I think you would send that to me where it's like, Hey, we're adjusting my medicine. So yeah, scale's probably going to go a little bit crazy for a little bit, but it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the shift was a, was the fact that it kept happening, right? Like every time they changed it and then I would get back on course, right. It would take a minute and I would get back on course. And so it was just consistency, right. Consistency that it just kept happening. And I was like, okay, I've done it before. I know what the results are going to be. And I just need to just, just keep, keep trucking on. Right. And so I, that, that was just, it, it was just seeing the, seeing what happened before. And so just remembering that, like, just because, it, it changed because of the medication doesn't mean that I can't get back on track. Right. Um, it's just going to take a minute, right. You just have to be patient. Like I said, that word patient. (laughs) Yep. There's that, there's that one again, (laughs) Stephanie, you are so much more self-aware than you give yourself credit for. Like, like, like the, the, the last like 90 seconds that you just explained is such an advanced level of this stuff, like, especially compared to where you used to be. And it's the whole, it's the whole point of literally like why I wanted to come on here and talk is because like old Stephanie would have freaked the fuck out about a medication related, uh, scale spike, but you quite literally messaged Grant and said, Hey, this is what's going on. 
but like, you know, it's irrelevant to actual fat loss and said, it's no big deal. It's going to spike. Here's what's happening. But then you unconsciously leaned into what you know is true, which is your patience, your execution, your consistency, and your other data markers. So you stayed emotionally neutral, even though the scale was guaranteed to spike because you had a medication difference. Like that's some next level shit. (laughs) Like that's incredible. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's a lot. Of, I'm telling you, but like behind the scenes, like I'm journaling and like I have a little bit of doubts and I write it in there and then I close it up and I just toss that aside, <laughs> like because you have to. So to further that, then to further that, then because then you knew those weren't true, but you held space for the emotion and said, "I know this is what I'm feeling. I need to hold space for it. I know it's not accurate. Just because I feel this way doesn't mean it's true." And I'm going to do the thing I'm supposed to do and journal about it. So then, like to further the point, like that's what the shit I'm talking about is. You know, yeah. that's huge. Yeah. So I'm super grateful, super grateful for both of you. I, I think I say that a lot. You might get annoyed on the post that I post. I'm Never. like super grateful, Never. super <laughs> grateful. Like never, because I just, I, I would not be anywhere near where I am today. Like if it wasn't for your program, for your wisdom, for your training, for your patience with me, like through the craziness and I'd call them like panicking. I don't get it. Like, why is this? (laughs) Like, you know, that's Um, awesome. So yeah, I'm super grateful for all that. Like, uh, as a matter of fact, there was a video I had, um, that popped up on my little time hop and it was when I was first starting out in the gym in the house. Cause you know, COVID <laughs> um, and, and I was just lifting the bar as a bench press and I was struggling and you could see me struggling in the video. You could see my body, like no muscle mass. I'm shaking. And now I'm like doing like a hundred pounds plus. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Rucking like 30 fucking miles with a backpack. on and shit. <laughs> So I'm curious, let me ask you this. Um, this is something I always like to, because ever again, everyone's perspective is different. And I know it, a lot of it sometimes gets down to like that final straw. But when it comes to someone really changing their situation, most people will continue to do this on their own. So like, let's say just to save a little bit of money or anything like that. For you, did you have, I guess it's two-sided. Did you have any hesitation investing in yourself in something like this? But then what made you overcome that? Because obviously you did and your life has never been the same. So were you hesitant to like actually put your money where your mouth is? Cause I've, I, I had mentors years ago tell me like only people who pay, pay attention and like everyone's committed until it's time to put their dollars in where it's where, where they say that. So for you, did you have hesitation and like what made you overcome that? If you did initially, there was a, there was a smidge of hesitation. Um, I, I had been toying around with the idea of doing your program. Cause like I said, I've been stalking you so much on TikTok and I like sharing your posts and <laughs> like sharing it. And so my sister's like, look, look what he said. Like, I think I could do this. Like we should do this. You know, like, um, so true. Right. We need to listen to this. Right. Um, but there was a tiny bit of hesitation because like I said, I had done so many other things before that never panned out. Right. Um, and so there was that, that little bit of hesitation, but I think once I finally like decided to like pull the trigger. I had talked to my husband and I was like, I really think I want to do this. I really think this is going to help me. And thank you, Jesus, that he is so supportive <laughs> of everything <laughs> I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. Um, even the crazy stuff, even though in the back of his head, he's like, Oh, please eat more. Please eat more. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, he said, he said, all right, let's do this. And, you know, and once I, once the money was gone in my head, then I needed to do the work because if I'm going to pay for it, then I need to, then I need to follow through and do the work. Cause why else am I just going to throw away my money? Like, 
No, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna do no. make it what 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 it's worth, right? Like what I put into yeah, it, um, I'm 100%. gonna get my money's worth. And so and so I took complete advantage of of everything that was available to me in your program, like texting Grant, <laughs> emailing him, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Well, and, and that's, and that's the thing is like a lot of people will get like pushback, uh, give me some pushback when like, again, like to be honest, like I, I don't, I, even to this day, I don't play the game of like, I'm not trying to bend people's arm into get, getting them into coaching. Cause that's just not how I like to roll. But but anytime that I say, Oh, only people who pay, pay attention to their own shit and take it seriously. Like whenever I get pushback on that, I just ask, so why aren't you shredded from my Instagram then? It's because my Instagram is free. My TikTok's free. The podcast is free. The YouTube is free. My email list is free. The Facebook group is free. Fuck. What? There's like, I had a dude email me one time. I, then I got him on the podcast. He followed my Instagram and lost 70 pounds. And then that dude's never paid me a dime in his life. Lost 70 pounds. Um, because he was a professional executor, but, um, but most people, when they're getting something totally for free like that, it's why most people listening to this who got triggered when I said only people who pay, pay attention. And they're like, oh, no, that's not true. I pay attention. But I'm like, but then you're not taking no. the advice that, that we teach for free. It's, it's different when you have your own money on the line because it's one of the only things that we view as valuable. Um, I, so I had this happen when um, I have the, the mentor I currently work with personally. Um, when I first worked with him, it was the most, it was the scariest amount of money I've ever put down on. It was the most, it was the biggest cards transaction I've ever had. Um, and as soon as I made the transaction, I like got emotional because I'm like, what did I do? I sent this motherfucker 20 G's, $20,000. Like, I'm not saying that to like, look at me just to give everyone context. My, the, the mentor that I, that I, that I'm currently still working with, which means I paid him more than that again, like is as soon as I like wired the money. Like it was a double-edged sword. I had, I was emotional. I was like scared. I'm like, what did I just commit to? But I have never taken more intentional, diligent, hard action in my fucking life. And ironically, the ROI within the first 90 or 30 days for me was there, right? It's because as soon as you do that, it's your, your actions are, you're operating out of a different place and it's crazy what life, how much life moves out of your way when you actually bet on yourself, right? I think it's a crazy thing. Yeah, absolutely. I have a perfect example of that too <laughs> with my kid. Yeah. My kid is 19. I have bought her two cars and she's wrecked both of them. One was not her fault. The other one was also not her fault, but it was could have been avoided. But I've paid for those, right? So now I'm like, no more cars. I'm not buying you any more cars, right? She put down her hard-earned cash and bought herself a brand new vehicle. I tell you what, she's like, nobody better park close to me. Did you scratch my door? <laughs> you better, you better, you better yep. make sure you like clean this out before you leave. Like it's, it's different. Mm, starts it's, going 15 under shift, the speed limit. Right? It's, a, it's a different shift yeah. when you put your money on it because then it's your investment. You're invested in it. Like you could lose out on something if you don't like, you know, take care of it. Right. So I think it's the same. It's the same, same thing. Right. Like you just appreciate it more. Yep. I think when we, when we, when we don't, when we don't put our money where our mouth is, it doesn't cost us anything. It doesn't hurt when we don't show up for ourselves because most people are so used to living, living and suffering that it doesn't hurt that bad because they're so used to it. It's like there's an old, there's an old saying of this dog is sitting on a porch howling and just barking, barking, barking. And the person walking by says, Hey, why is your dog keep barking? Just sitting there. He goes, Oh, he's sitting on a tack. And he goes, well, why doesn't he get up? He goes, it doesn't hurt bad enough to get up, but it hurts just enough to bitch about it. And 
And that's where most people are at because most people are so used to suffering. It's not that bad waking up and suffering every day. But when we put our money where our mouth is and go, I have no choice but to execute, then guess whose fault it is if you don't execute? Because I think it all goes back to that radical ownership. But it's just one of those things where um, it all comes down to what hurts enough. And for most people, it doesn't hurt enough until your money's on the line. Um, that's just my personal prerogative. But I could, because first, I, that's how I operate, right? You know, it's, I think that's how everyone operates, you know? So, yeah, I think for the most part, I mean, I think it's foolish to like invest in yourself and then not do anything with it, right? Yeah. I mean, I own my own, I own my own business. I invested in myself, right? I'm not going to just, you know, toss it to the side and like half ass it, you know, no, I'm going to hustle and I'm going to do really good work. I'm going to go get training. You know, it's just, yeah. It's like, what are you, what are you willing to do for the long-term effects? I think that was another, um, TikTok you did like, like right now you think it's easy, you know, and you're not having all the ramifications of the long-term damage that you're doing to your body. But then in the end, you're going to pay for it because you're going to the doctors, you're having to pay for medication, you know, like, so if you stop the cycle now, then you're not going to have all those ramifications later. Right. I think that yeah. you can't, you can't, because I was like, I don't, I don't want to have all those medical bills later on. I want to be healthy now so that I can like do all those things, like go on all these crazy hiking trips with my husband and keep up with him because he's six, five and his stride is like three of mine. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Well, and that's, I think people forget about that. It's, um, because it, it's it's interesting that most people use the correct part of their brain with this stuff with anything else other than their transformation with like let's say um uh, uh like an IRA like a like an investment so an IRA um um you know buying a house pay, you know getting a job that you you can work at forever we use this part of our brain a lot because like if you don't get your retirement in check now well then fuck you're fucked when you're seventy right if you don't get your uh, a, a, the job that you plan to work in the rest of your life now then it's gonna suck when you are a lot older or whatever the case is but when it comes to this people think oh no I don't want to invest in what and this for those listening I'm not even saying it has to be with us this I'm just talking in general is. Uh, they're not, they're so unwilling to invest in themselves now, but then what's going to happen when they're fast forward 30 years? Cause this yo-yo dieting thing, it damages your metabolism. It gives you more negative momentum psychologically. Um, and the longer someone stays in it, the longer they're going to keep staying in it. And then ironically, you have medications to pay for You're you're eating more. So you're paying for more food. You're having to do all these extra things. You're going to pay for it regardless. So like what my thought philosophy is, why not do it now on your watch and make your life so much better so you don't suffer for the next 30 years and then have to pay for it? Yeah. Yeah. So true. It's like that bill's going to get interest one way or the other. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> you know, um, Grant, from your perspective, from the coaching brain, why, why was Stephanie so successful? Like, like, especially from some, from takeaways, people listening can go, Oh, if I want to be successful, I should probably do those same things. Like what, what made Stephanie so successful with this? Cause not just during coaching, but then beyond like, you haven't <laughs> fucking coached her in like two years. So why right. though, what was it like, why has she been so successful from your coaching brain? Yeah. So, I mean, part of like, just to go a step back and then work forward. So a lot of what coaching is, is it's um, kind of more or less analyzing a person's strengths, right? And then it's just figuring out a way to, you know, do all of the stuff that we need to get done utilizing their strengths. So Stephanie, you are disciplined as a motherfucker, right? So, you know, you've got that background in the military, you know, you've got that drive, that dedication. So it was literally, 
utilizing that, playing into that, um, and using that strength to develop the appropriate mindset that will get you anywhere that you need to go to create the habits that will get you anywhere that you need to go and just do all of the things that you need to do. So like, for example, anyone that's out there watching it, I mean, literally it's just, you know, look at your current strengths. What do you do really well with? And then figure out how you can use that to create, um, you know, the, the better path, right. To, to do all the things that you need to get done, use your strengths to be able to execute on things. And I think that that's, you know, what you did a really, uh, you know, good job of, right. Is utilizing your strengths, playing the cards that you were dealt to the absolute, you know, best that you can, you know, um, play them so that you're going to win the pot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Stephanie, did you find yourself almost because of how, like, from the military side of things, like so being so all or nothing, being so disciplined, being so like, I can fucking suffer better than anyone. Did you find a hard time almost letting go of a little bit of that to have like balance and moderation and, and not be so crazy, like hardest worker in the room. And it's like, no, there's a better way. Like, did you have a hard time almost letting go of some of that though? Like, I'm just curious. No, not necessarily because I've been in the civilian world long enough that it, that it's that I have a little bit of that balance. But there was a definitely a mind shift, um, you know, starting into this when I when I you know when I fully committed, um, I did have to kind of pull back the reins just a smidge, just because you know that is my natural instinct to do, um, and uh, and so th- it's a constant thing actually a little bit every day if I'm going to be honest, you know, where I have to pull back the reins. Um, I know everyone thinks that like, I love, I do love working out, but it's, but there is like the little part of me every way, every morning I wake up that I like wrestle with where it's like, oh, but I could just sleep just a little bit longer, you know, or, oh, that guy's going to talk to me again. I don't really want to go, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I get, but I get up anyway, because, because that's what, that's what I've built in as a habit. Right. Yeah. And I think you even talked about the habit stacking, right? So there's a reward yeah. afterwards after I work out. So then it's like, it's, it's pleasurable because the endorphins are kicking in and then I, and then the rest of my day goes smoother because I did the hard thing first. Right. So, yeah. Well, that's, that's the heart. That, that's, I always say anything good has a dichotomy and that's, that's the, the dichotomy and the double-edged sword of things like discipline and grit and all these great character traits. Whereas if you go too hard with them, it's unsustainable, rigid, and there's no happiness. But at what point it's like, where does discipline meet grace, right? In balance where it's like, oh, you know what? I fucked up. It's fine. I'm back on track. I'm not gonna beat myself up. But I, and that's the things I think you, you have cultivated a very beautiful dichotomy of that. I'm not sure if it's maybe having to go from hardcore military to civilian life. And so it's like, you have all this old conditioning here, but then like current life here. So you've had to like be able to put your toe in both, like each foot in both you know, pools of water. But I think that's, that's something, especially for those listening to really lean into is that we, this is why the all or nothing and perfectionism doesn't exist. It's everything. Uh, everything has a dichotomy just like that. So yeah, if you're an all or nothing, I mean, if I was literally, if I would like let go of the reins and like, let just go balls to the wall. Right. I would get injured. <laughs> like I would, I would physically hurt myself trying to like do too much. And and then it, that would set me back how like more even further than I would want to be. Right. So, I mean, I'd rather like slowly truck along, you know, <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> that was another thing that we would have to kind of work a lot on. Right. Or I, maybe I'm off base on this, but if I remember right, you would, you know, uh, uh, send me out a message and you're like, Hey, you know, I, you know, hurt my ankle or something like that. What should I do? Well, just 
chill for a bit and just rest and relax and recover. And you're like, but no, how can I still do this thing to 150% of my effort with this injury? And it's like, we don't, we gotta, you know? So I think that was a big thing, right? Is it's playing into your strengths and then, you know, knowing when it's time to attack, when it's time to defend. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely through this program too, have also learned like there's a time to rest, right? Um, and, and, and that was, that was the hardest thing to learn too. In the beginning was like, I could rest. Yeah. I could rest. rest. It's okay. Things are still happening. Even when I'm resting, right? Like my body's still, my body's still working. Fuck. That's a, that's a powerful one. Yeah. Like it's stuff still happening, even though I'm not actually physically moving or I'm not like pushing weights or rucking things are still happening. It could, because I, because I've, I've built up this this habit, um, how, how is it called? Like 80, 20, right? Like 80% of what you do. And then, you know, 20% like, isn't going to hurt you. Right. I can't remember if I yeah. said that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I know hundred percent. It's, it's what you do the majority of the time that matters and it kind of overlooks what you do some of the time. Yeah. Rest is not going to hurt you. And so I, I learned that. So now like today I'm not, I, I'm going to the gym, but I'm not going to get to go as hard as I want to because my husband's not with me, <laughs> but, uh, and that's okay. Right. That's okay. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. This has been so good. I can't believe 45 minutes has already flown by. This is so good. Um, final, final question. So Stephanie, from your perspective, if someone's listening to this and they're in the, the shoes you used to be in, and they're just like, where the fuck do I even start? Cause I want to be like Stephanie. <laughs> what, what are some like couple thoughts um, f- from your perspective, but they're, they're in the shoes you used to be in. Like, what would you say? You're worthy. Your health is worth it. It's going to be hard. You can't quit and love yourself. And if you really love yourself, you'll do what it takes to be healthy and to take care of yourself. I love that. That's so good. Grant, any final thoughts on, on that? I don't know if I could have said that any better myself. I mean, <laughs> go. I, I think it's, you know, again, realize that you are worthy of achieving your goals, right? It's, you know, and then I, I, I really do think that's a lot of it, right? It's, you know, understanding that you deserve the best in life for yourself. So why would you ever do anything but that, um, you know, whatever it needs to be that you need to get done, just go out there and do it because you deserve it. Yeah, I, th- I think for and we'll we'll cap it on this. I think for those that are listening that like right about now that old narratives coming up like, no, you don't get it back when I was a kid. Da, 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 da. Well, you don't understand. I'm not because of da, 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 da. like for those listening when Stephanie said that, like if your ego had an issue with that, like if the old self like had something to say, it's like, ah, actually, you may not be as worthy as you think you are. Understand that that's just because you felt that doesn't mean it's uh, it's true. And one of, this is something I stole from Kyle Cease. Um, my favorite, the favorite question to ask is ask your ego at what point you are worthy and your ego like has a brain fart and it can't answer it. Like, cause if it, it's, it's how you should have any argument like, well, you're not worthy. Okay. At what point am I? And your ego will go, uh, next question, please. So I think that was a very good way to, to cap this. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for doing this. This has been amazing. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And we are back. Thank you so much. If you stuck around for the entire episode, hell, if you 
bounced early, I appreciate you too. But if you're watching this right now, you stuck around to the whole thing. Um, and I appreciate that. Now, um, be sure if you haven't already, be sure and subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a rank and a review if the platform lets you do it, like uh, like on iTunes or uh, I think Spotify may be letting you write reviews now. I can't remember. Either way, I just it would mean, it would mean a lot to me if you gave the show a ranking and a review. And if it helped you, if it made you think, if it made you laugh, if it made you go, oh, I never thought about that, share this with someone, whether that be like on your story or with just a friend that came to mind. If you were listening to this and you had that friend come to mind, send them send them this episode. You don't, you do not know what could be the catalyst for them to change their life. And these shows have a tendency to do that for people. So be sure and send that over. Um, if this meant a lot to you or if it was helpful. Now I have a lot of stuff for you. If you're new, whether you're newer to my content or the show, or you've been around since the beginning, I have a lot of stuff for you right now. Number one is if you resonated with this and you would like to have an experience like Stephanie's where you go from struggling for years to having this crazy transformation and never needing help and never struggling ever again. And you would like to apply for coaching. I'll have a link in the, in the description for that. Um, to be honest, I have a special place in my heart for the podcast listeners. So you will go straight to the front of the line with applications. If you use the link below and you can go straight to our calendar. Um, because before we ever work with anyone, we have to make sure this, this is a 10 out of a 10 fit. We have to make sure that we think we can help you. And then we want to make sure to show you the program and walk you through everything. That way you feel really good about this because we don't want you uh, misunderstanding anything. We want you to know exactly what you're getting into and how the program goes. So if that's a good, if that sounds good to you and you want to see potentially what things would look like, you can apply for coaching below. And because you're coming from the podcast, I'm giving you about $4,000 worth of shit totally for free if you get accepted into coaching, which is pretty cool. Now, let's say you're not quite there yet. Let's say you're a little bit newer to my content and you're just like, ah, I, I don't know yet. And you'd like to see a little bit more of my stuff. Number one, subscribe to the show so you can see all the other episodes. Number two, um, I have my smaller socials down there, like my, I'm sorry, my shorter form socials. Like if you like watching reels and TikToks and things like that, definitely go follow me on those channels there that I'll leave those links down in the description as well. But also I have two pretty big resources for you. Number one, if you are not part of my fat or my basically my fat loss Facebook community, it's called fat loss simplified. You'll want to join that because it is the best home base you can have. It's totally free. It doesn't cost you a dime. Um, and what it is, is it's basically what I call a home base for you. That way there's a spot you can go to, to get loved on, to get supported, to get help, to get your questions answered, and to have more help with this kind of stuff. If you like this deeper level stuff, if you like to have tactics and strategies on how to streamline your results without doing necessarily more work, you'll want to be part of that group. Like I said, it's totally free, but then also you'll want to be part of my email list. I promise I don't spam you. I don't blast you every fucking day. I'm not going to sell your info to anybody. Um, a lot of times though, uh, some of my best content goes out to my email list because I can get really my thoughts on a little bit better in written format. It's the first to know whenever I do like a do a, a big deal or do a special or or a special offer on coaching. But I also have a free fat loss course that goes through that email list. So if you go go put your email in below um, at that, it's called the fat loss checklist. And what a, what it is, it's basically my five day email course giving you what I call like the ABCs of fat loss being simplified on what to do, what not to do, how to start getting results without all the diet culture or drama bullshit. So I know I just like verbally threw up all over you, but I just want to help you in any way that I can. Otherwise, I appreciate the fuck out of you for being here. Thank you so much. I will talk to you in next week's episode.